he could be a Cylon. Well, what about her? I think it's going to be part of the storyline for Deanna to be on the planet. Welcome to Galactica Quorum number seven. Joining us today, we have a full quorum again. I'm Brian. Jason. Dimitri. Michelle. Heidi. Heidi. Heidi, yes. <laughs> she looks like Heidi today. You can reach us at gquorum at gmail.com or our voicemail, 206-202-0274, 206-2020-BSG. Viewer mail. Last week we asked, one of our questions was, what prop you would like or what costume you would like. Here's the best response we got. Michelle is going to read it. Yay, me. Okay, we got an email from, oh, we got an email from Mark, and he wrote, which we all absolutely love this one, I want something very simple, a costume for a fat ass. The type doesn't matter if it fits. Loved it. Yes. <laughs> okay. That works. I'm good with that. Yeah. Now on to a, this isn't really a viewer mail question, but we did have a question a while back. What happened to Jammer? And, All right. And Dimitri went and got some research, got some uh, expert advice, and he actually got an answer. All right. So what I did is I contacted a friend of mine who works at NASA, and I asked him uh, what would happen to someone if they were to be jettisoned through an airlock without a spacesuit into space. And uh, here's the official NASA answer. I finally spoke with one of the flight docs here on console and mission control center about your question. What would happen to an unprotected human released into space through an airlock of a space vehicle? Depending on how fast doors open, you could go shooting out of the airlock due to the change in pressure. He said the first thing that would kill you is that your blood would literally boil because when you open an airlock to space, the pressure goes from one atmosphere to zero atmosphere instantly. Water and blood will boil at much lower temperatures when at low pressure, especially at zero pressure. Boyle's gas law, PV equals NRT. We won't go into that. Your brain would still function for a while, so yes, you would feel the pain in a big way. The doc thinks you would last about 15 to 20 seconds. Assuming you could survive the boiling blood for a while, if you are in the sun, it would be incredibly hot, about 250 degrees Fahrenheit. Your skin would burn pretty fast. In the shade, it goes immediately to about minus 250 degrees Fahrenheit, where your skin and other organs would freeze relatively quickly. Frostbite would settle in if you could last long enough. Then, of course, there would be no oxygen. So if it weren't for the boiling blood, you'd suffocate when you run out of breath. In all cases, not a good day. Good thing for spacesuits and NASA procedures, it typically takes hours to open an airlock to space. And that's it. That's what happened to Jammer. Yeah, that sucks for him, too, since he actually survived, like, standing next to a bomb, like, when they were actually on the planet. Right. He seemed pretty indestructible on the planet, but once they put him in space, he didn't last too long. So, I guess, just as far as all sci-fi shows, the one that best closely resembles what happens when you're outside is uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger and Total Recall. And everything else... <laughs> Like when they, um, they, they got space, jettisoned. You hear them screaming. They 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 fell yeah. out onto the well, planet, and they were all. Uh, we won't even get it to the whole sound effects and space. Yeah, I, I mean, that, that was the whole thing that bothered me. I hated. I remember watching uh, Star Blazers growing up, and it sucked when I got old enough to realize that. Wait a minute, it actually wouldn't be burning in space. Yeah. It actually wouldn't hear the explosion in space. I'm like, oh man. 
I guess it would probably burn. Whatever, if anything blew up in space, it burned just enough until the oxygen within the depleted. within that vehicle it'd, it'd was be, depleted. Like but then, a, yeah, it'd be quick. Yeah, it would actually consume the oxygen even more quickly. Yeah. Okay, so moving on from our question and answer segment of the show. Yeah. Since we again do not have a show to review or discuss, we're going to kind of speculate this time. This is the pre-show to the big premiere of the second half of the season. I have just a few things that I want to throw out there. Half of us are kind of excluded from this discussion right away because they uh, get the cardinal sin of watching a preview. Brian said I was... Actually, I read an interview. All right. Reading interviews, watching previews. All big no-nos. Yeah. Previews are spoilers. It wasn't my fault. I was trying to watch the other episodes and they just... What do you mean it's not your fault? Sci-fi gives crap away in their previews, even if you're just trying oh, to watch a show. You couldn't like change the channel for a minute? My profession demands that I read everything possible, and sometimes that just extends over into other parts of my life. I make no apologies for being smarter than you people. <laughs> <laughs> and more informed. <laughs> Don't worry, I won't say anything about it. Thank you, Jason, for being here. I will not divulge it on air, but I will tell you two later when you can't stop me. <laughs> okay. So when I watch the press preview please, disc please. tonight and see guys, the episode, guys. should I come in tomorrow and tell you everything about it? Guys, can you zip okay. up your pants and put them away and let's get back to the podcast? So here, here's the things I would like to touch on. Basically, it comes down to the whole the Final Five, the Cylon, who's the Cylons? It could just be something totally new, and we'd never seen these people before, which would be possible. It could be an existing character, and if it is an existing character, there's three possibilities that I just want to throw out there. The first one is the Chief, because... Really? Yeah, because if you go back to last season, he was having these funky dreams. He went to see the uh, priest, the, the priest, the priest. right? And Cavill's like, well, I didn't see you at the meetings. Ha, ha, ha. And he's like, oh, okay. But, of course, he wouldn't have seen a, a chief, quote, model because the final five aren't seen by anyone. And I don't think it's chief, but it's just it's a thread that's hanging out there that chief did have these weird sort of dreams. And he, he was questioning his own humanity. So maybe, maybe, just maybe. Another one is... I could argue both sides of that. Yeah, you could go either way. All these you could be like, well, I don't know. These yeah. are just the, the, no, the I, clues I that I've, I kind of have picked up on, which may or may not. I like Another that. one is, we mentioned before, is Baltar a Cylon? Is he not a Cylon? I think, and this goes back to last time we talked about where do the Cylon models, where do they get their, their blueprint? Where do they get the human stock from that they clone others from? So I think, wouldn't it be possible if perhaps... Baltar is the, is a Cylon, a Cylon blueprint. And that is why he is able to have these projections, mini projections in his mind. Maybe something during the cloning stage, you know, rubbed off on him and he has just, just whatever. So that's the only thing I think might be uh, possible there. Because I don't really believe him to be a Cylon. I, um, but could he be... A blueprint model, eh, maybe. But here's the, here's the big one, and this one sounds outlandish, I know, but bear me out. Adama is a Cylon. I've heard that blueprint. Before. Okay, remember Leoden the first time you talked to Rosalind? He's like he the last thing he whispered to her before he got flushed out the airlock 
what is it, Don was a Cylon. And it was like, what? And everyone kind of brushed it off, and me included, as, oh, he's just saying that to mess with her mind, right? But, now again, I don't believe Adama to be a Cylon model, but what if he is, again, a blueprint? And it could go back to this whole Caprica prequel thing, where the whole premise of the, the new series is the Adamas and this other family are working with early model Cylons and Cylon AI rights and things like that. What if a, a young Adama, his DNA was plugged into one of these new models and somehow that became one of the five that we haven't seen? If that happens, I'm going to stop watching the show. <laughs> yeah, I would actually argue against that point for the simple fact that that would make the military look as stupid as possible. The whole point of the Cylons integrating society, you do that by integrating at the lowest levels where you're not seen and don't have a prominent position until it's time. It's a big risk to them to try to make him, if, if he's a Cylon, it's a big risk to put him in such a huge position. And plus, it would be a complete waste to put him in a huge position and then not have him involved in the actual destruction of humanity. I mean, he controlled a freaking battle star. And apparently it's like the best battle star ever because the rest of them are gone. But, you know. <laughs> it was the luckiest battle star. Yeah. Ooh. Sounds like the kids' version of the show. The luckiest <laughs> battle star. <laughs> no, I can see your points. I, I don't want to argue a specific character because, like I said, I think you could argue for and against pretty much everybody who's ever been on the freaking show at this point. Right. Yeah. Because that's what the Cylons, and in reality, that's what I think that's the way the writers kind of crafted it. I would argue that if you if if and when we do see the final five, one of them has to be someone we've known, or else the big reveal is kind of a right. meh. Yeah, Ooh, I, I five completely that. different people. Why do you know? Big deal. You're going to have to discover something about one person when they open that, when they finally reveal. Yeah, that. there does need. I agree totally. I I feel like the whole is someone a Cylon thing gets played out way too much. I'm sick of every time one person does something. It's questioning their motive or whatever. People are like, maybe they're a Cylon. And I'm so, it's, it's a I, racial I, profiling. I, I just, I'm so, Basically. wish they, I hate that. But yes, if, unless somebody out there somehow does not turn out to be one, it'll be kind of a, a letdown. That would, be, that would be cool if like they, if they opened up like the whatever they are and you see the final five and it's like Arnold Schwarzenegger and Christiana Loken and all people that have played Terminators. <laughs> <laughs> maybe Harrison be, Ford from Blade Runner. Sylvester <laughs> Stallone for yeah. size. Yeah. Some of the good episodes were the ones where they were suspecting everybody. You know, back when they first found out about the skin jobs and they were like, well, he could be a Cylon. Well, right. what about her? Well, you know? Yeah, I mean, so it would be nice to see that again. I have to again. think they've moved past that, though, because, again, they when they brought Mad Dog on, they ran that, that test. And I have yeah, to assume that, like... Yeah, but say that test is accurate still? Well, they the, believed didn't, it. Didn't Baltar so. run the test on himself and it didn't work? I don't... Or he said it didn't work? Did he run on us? See, it's, <coughs> we're gonna, he ran it on Sharon. We're going to get in trouble because if we don't know the answer, we're going to get slammed. So, Yeah. <laughs> I apologize to everybody for uh, we're just not true fans. <laughs> <laughs> we don't know what we're talking That's, about. You know, we've actually only watched one episode. <laughs> the rest is from reading. Just the comic books. All I've seen are the comic books. I got the cliff notes. <laughs> <laughs> that would be cool. Sci-fi cliff notes. That's <laughs> <laughs> like Galactica for dummies. Yeah. People create a machine. Machines hate people. Actually, that's the basics of a lot. Machines of are people too. No, they're not. Silence are people too. No, they're not. They, can't re they can't reproduce. It works totally on a tangent now. Right. This is just we're always on a tangent. Come on, come on, just focus, right, focus, focus. Uh, I lost track of what we were talking about. So 
This is going to be a short show because we really don't, aside from speculation, there's only a few things to talk about. I'm going to save a prop discussion for the next episode. So any other... Is that your speculations? Those are my general speculations. Yeah. Okay, how about uh, what do you think is going to be just odds? Uh, who's going to blink first? Is Adama going to blink or is the silence going to blink? Or is it going to be someone external going to somehow muck it up? I don't think it would be cool to bring someone external in again. And that goes back to... That goes back to the original Battlestar Galactic when they brought in that weird ship and... It just, like, randomly showed up. Yeah. It's like, no, nah, that doesn't... That would be such a, a device cop-out. I think that uh, the troops on the ground are going to take care of the... Well, but then it, Adama doesn't know they're there. I don't know. I have no, I have no answer. I'll, I don't, say, I don't I'll, I'll, say this, I'll say the Cylons blink. It's because I think... I think Deanna the, does it. I, I think the Cylons blink because... To them, they they really, really, really believe in Earth, whereas I still harken back to the very beginning when Adama just kind of made it up to give hope. So I think they're more vested in the idea of protecting any symbol they find. I'm going to say, as much as it pains me, that Adama will blink. And I don't, and, and I say that because I don't believe he would. As the character, I don't think he would actually do it. But I think he will blink because I think it's going to be part of the storyline for Deanna to be on the planet. Something she needs to be there in the temple. Something needs to happen with her that moves that story forward. She needs to be there as a whatever resolution this comes to. That somehow her being there in the temple is, is necessary for her to be there. And unless they somehow oh call him back, and then like half hour through the show, they're like oh okay, let's try to find a new way down the planet. Okay, you go now. But that, couldn't it, couldn't it possibly also that Adama doesn't blink and he just I mean he doesn't have to target the the temple. He could just nuke near the temple. I mean, back in Caprica, well, nukes are going he, all over the he's place. He's launching and every people... nuke he has and a nuke is a nuke. It's not a hand yeah. grenade. It's not. But, gonna... at the, uh, but I'm saying, in the miniseries, nukes are going off and people are escaping. So, he, the nuke doesn't... He doesn't have to... The silence might think he's bluffing. He shoots a nuke, you know... What does that gain him, though, really? If he bluffs a nuke, then he's down a weapon. He's and, down a weapon. And they know that he doesn't have the stones. Yeah. Yeah, well... Of course, there's always a third option. The the sun goes supernova after five minutes, and it's the shortest season in history. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, goodbye. You know, there's still possibility. Okay, so just in closing, our email address is gquorum at gmail.com. Email Please, me. Yes, send Please. us send us an email. <laughs> Michelle will gladly read it on air. I will write back. <laughs> yes, she's, don't say that. <laughs> Uh, we have a voicemail also, so you can send us questions, you can send us comments. We could play those on the air as well, on the air, or you know what I mean, on the net. 206-202-0274 or 206-2020-BSG. And, of course, our website, galacticaquorum.com. So until the next episode, see you next time. So say we all.
I, I groomed my voice very much this morning. Mm. This is Demetri. <laughs> Hi, my name is Michelle. 